honestly, when you are going to like talk about your faith, I think we need to be very aware of the tone that we're taking as we speak. Yes, you can be bold. You can be absolutely truthful, but you have to do it in a way where it's not cutthroat, if that makes sense. Because I think there's a right way to bring things up and a wrong way to bring things up. Hello, and welcome to the Hardy Homemaker Podcast. My name is Brianne, your new mom BFF. I'm a wife, mom of two, homemaker, and faith-based entrepreneur, passionate about helping mamas beat the overwhelm and find balance in their everyday lives. After years of struggling with depression and being consumed in new age spirituality, Jesus radically saved me and gave me a new purpose in embracing the role as a mother, wife, and homemaker. Homemaking is so much more than cooking and having a tidy house. It's creating a beautiful, safe, and loving home that sets the foundation for your family to grow. On this podcast, you can expect to hear canned conversations about faith, family, stewarding your home, and sprinkling in some business topics. This podcast is for the homemakers ready and excited to create a beautiful home, not only for our families, but also for our lives. If that's you, you are definitely in the right place. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Hardy Homemaker podcast. My name is Brienne and I am so excited that you are here today. On today's episode, I brought on my dear friend, Brooke Jefferson. Y'all, this conversation is so good and it is so fruitful. And in case you don't know who Brooke Jefferson is, you are definitely going to know her now, but she's just amazing. But let me go ahead and tell you a little bit about her, right? She's a believer. She's a wife, mother, photographer, and photography business coach. Brooke helps photographers nail their niche so they can book more clients and make more profit. She's the host of a top 1% globally ranked podcast for photographers called the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. Brooke is on a mission to impact thousands of photographers to show them that you can, in fact, run a profitable and sustainable business without burning out or neglecting your family and honoring God along the way. If you are a mama who is wanting to have a kingdom-led business, that means like have God in the forefront of your business and be unapologetic about sharing your faith, then this is definitely the episode that you need to listen listen to. So I'm just going to go ahead and let Brooke talk. Let's dive in to today's episode with Brooke Jefferson. All right. Hey, Brooke. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Long time no see. I know, especially with the social media fast at the time of this recording. (laughs) Yes. How is the fast going? Like, are you enjoying it? Or is it then like, have you wanted to get back on social media? So oddly enough, last week was easy. Like I normally can't even handle two days off social media on the weekend. I'm already like tempted to get in there and look at my apps, but there has just been so much peace and no temptation. Now I accidentally, and I I did delete all the apps except for Facebook because I'm still in uh, two of my Facebook groups so I can serve my students and serve my community. But other than that, I'm not scrolling, no posting, no looking at other people's stuff. But with that being said, I accidentally like opened it one time last week. Like just, you know, it's just kind of like in your DNA at this point. And so I tapped Facebook and it went to the home feed and I was like, oh, no, 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 like get off there. But honestly, 
it has been the best thing. There's no anxiety. I haven't experienced like any, oh my goodness, like what are my friends doing without me? What is this business owner doing? And it's been great. So when I do go back, I've already decided I'm going to limit myself. It's not going to be a daily thing anymore. It's just going to be like maybe once or twice a week because I really need it for my sanity. So yeah. That is amazing. Do you ever see like yourself in the future of cutting social media out altogether, like the Instagram or I don't know. I don't think you're on TikTok. Are you? Um, I downloaded TikTok, but I've never been one of the, one of those people that just gets lost in it. And I definitely don't post on it. I don't foresee me ever getting rid of it completely, mainly just because I really do keep in touch with a lot of people. And Instagram is not really where my problem lies. My problem truly is on Facebook, which I find a lot of people will say it's one or the other. It's one or the other's tends to be the thorn in our side. And Facebook is kind of the thorn in my side. So <laughs> that's so crazy. We were talking about this. We'll go ahead and talk about, you know, like the actual topic in a second. <laughs> but I was literally talking to my coach this morning. I'm like, I just want to delete Instagram altogether. I should probably do the fast with you, to be honest. You should. Yeah. Or at least go go for March. There's a lot of people that are fasting from social media, um, some for Lent and some just to do it. And honestly, I was worried. My my biggest prayer, I will tell you this, my biggest prayer for anyone who wants to do this too, on day one was I am not fasting in a season of my business going super well. I'm going to be very transparent. It's unfortunately, I feel like I'm in a valley right now. And I, you know, it was our, I felt like I was on unsteady ground and my biggest prayer day one was like, I need you to be the provider because like, this is, this is my chance to truly like grow in my trust and grow in my faith to a whole nother level. And I ended up landing clients the first three days of my fast from absolutely like nothing social media related whatsoever. So that is amazing. Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. And so encouraging because literally like you can still have like a business going on while you don't have to be on social media. Yes. Yes. And I've always heard people say that I've always rolled my eyes, but I think, yeah, I don't know. I think everyone should try it at least once. So, Oh, definitely. All right. So for those who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and also a little bit about your testimony on here. For sure. So I'm Brooke Jefferson. I'm a believer. I'm a wife of eight years. I have two kiddos, a girl who is nine and a boy who is six. And we live in a really tiny cow town in Oklahoma. I always joke there's more cows than people and we have one stoplight. So very small town. I love it. I get really like out of my comfort zone just driving to the city. I just don't like it. So (laughs) I love our little corner of the world. I have been a family photographer for going on 10 years And for about the last four to five years, I stepped into the education side of teaching photographers how to run a profitable and sustainable business. And I throw a lot of faith in there as well, which we will get to in a little bit. But as far as my my faith testimony, I was saved at the age of 10. I actually was at a Baptist like children's junior high camp. And I just remember it being June, like hot summer. And there was just, I I mean, I was, I was a child just like everybody else. And there was something in that sermon that day 
that God just stirred something in my heart. And I just knew at at 10, I had to be the one and only kid that raised my hand and I got to go sit with my leader and she spent some time talking with me and making sure I understood, you know, that I understood the whole, that Jesus and God, and I knew what I was, you know, talking about. And so I was saved at that camp. I feel like for most of my life, I've always believed in God. I've always knew there was a God. However, there was no intimacy there. I have seen God show up in really big ways in my life time and time and time again. He has always been my savior, you know, like Lord over my life and stuff like that. But it was hard for me to truly see God as my father up until very, very recently. So we'll get to that. But I think it's because so often we like to look at the Trinity, you know, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and naturally we're drawn to at least one of them more than the other two. Like that is completely normal. So you are not alone if you think one's weird or one's hard to get close to. And you just, and a lot of people, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, the friend, because here on earth, a lot of people like to refer to Jesus as my homeboy or my friend, you know, like we grew up hearing that, or maybe, or maybe you've never heard that, but that is very popular. And so I think it's easy to identify with Jesus first and a little bit harder to understand the other two, in in my opinion, because the Holy Spirit is, I've heard this analogy too. It's like your weird uncle. Like, whoa, that's that's a cool analogy. (laughs) Yes. And then God, this is where it gets really skewed. And for me, it was skewed because something happened when I was a teenager. So I was very close to my dad growing up. I made a stupid teenage mistake. My dad did not handle it well. The way he spoke to me kind of broke our relationship in that moment. And from that point on, It was almost like I couldn't see God as my father, if you will, because there was just too much earthly pain and hurt there. And I will say, if the church has ever hurt you, then you're someone that's like, yep, I see God as like a judge or the ruler or someone just up there making the rules and telling us what to do. Whereas now, really in the last two years, I have just gone all in and just really allowed myself as weird as it is to draw close to having that intimate relationship with God. And so, I mean, even just recently, a couple of weeks ago, I was in one of my spiritual counseling sessions and I was just kind of like God broke down that final barrier. And, you know, just in my mind's eye, I was like being just wrapped up in God's love. And it was something that I have not experienced in a very long time. So always been a Christian, I obviously made mistakes throughout my teenage years. And then in my adulthood, I would say I like my adult life is really where I started nurturing that relationship. So now you've been an entrepreneur for like 10 years now, right? Yeah. Yep. 10 years. So now when was that like aha moment? Like I'm sure that you ran your business kind of like in a secular world where, you know, you're just kind of like motivated for like success and all of that stuff like where was that aha moment where you were like I want to go ahead and I can't hide it anymore like how much I love Jesus like you had to feel the need to go ahead and blend your faith into your business like when was that moment yeah so I've always truly like seen God as a part of my business I feel like I've always kind of prayed 
you know, with him and my business. But when you're talking about like chasing after the success and and the strategies, and I think that's where in the online space, especially we get really wrapped up with doing things the world's way versus like doing things God's way and doing it in his timing and all of that. And I would say the moment for me when I was like, "Mm -mm, something has to change, this isn't working anymore is Probably when I was, I think it was the year 2017, I was still a full-time teacher. I know I never said that. There's just so many, there's so many curves and turns from my story and we would be here all day. So I was a teacher before I went full-time in photography. I have always been someone from the time I was 14 that carried two or three jobs at a time. It's just who I am. Like I always have my hands in multiple things. So I was a full-time teacher. I had a toddler at home. I had a three-month-old baby at home, and I was also in network marketing. Yes, absolutely crazy, and running a photography business. So you can understand, like right there, that I was hustling. I was absolutely hustling. I was climbing the ranks in network marketing. I was constantly doing anything I could for another dollar. I didn't have any value in like, oh, I should probably pay attention to my family. Like they were completely on the back burner. I think I just hit freaking rock bottom and was like, okay, this is not working. You know, my, I had gotten my marriage in a bad place as far as like, just like not being able to communicate And then being mad about like the state that we were in and then feeling like I lost so much time with my kids and just all of those things. So I think 2017 was my wake up call of the world's way leads to burnout, frustration and a loss of a lot of things. And it's not worth chasing after the money. Definitely. Now, when you did start going ahead and like blending your faith into like your messaging, like what did that look like? Yeah, I think I started off kind of slow in this area. And when I say this, I specifically remember like doing live videos or podcast interviews and incorporating like mentioning a little bit of my faith or mentioning that I'm a believer or that God called me to something. That was my first like, I'm going to dip my toe in the water and just see how people respond. And there were always people that were like, thank you so much for opening up about your faith, like me too. And I started to see, oh, this is a commonality or, oh, hey, there's a whole group of us out here that are looking for the believers, you know, in the entrepreneur space. And then I really just became really open and bold in 2020, the pandemic, you can think that with just all the political things and just all the darkness getting its spotlight at that moment. I could not stay silent. Like I truly felt a stirring within me that I, as a follower of Christ, were meant to lead people to the light and to the truth. And I just felt so convicted in 2020. And honestly, I have just gotten bolder and bolder as every month passes. So that's probably when I, when I was like, give me the megaphone, I'm ready. (laughs) I love that so much. Now, when you had that megaphone, like, did you get persecuted like at all by other people or not really? Okay. So I'm really blessed in the situation that I didn't have like true haters, if you will. Did I lose followers? Yes. Did people respond to some of my stories and not really understand it? Maybe push back a little bit? Yes. 
I don't know that I was ever slandered for any of that. And I don't know that I like I really cannot remember in the last three years having like some big fight or argument with somebody. I have had people that will say, so I know you're really like proud about your faith. Should I join your program if if I'm not a Christian? Like I get questions like that. And as long as you're comfortable being in the room with me as I say certain things and I'm speaking out truth, it's really not going to affect what you're learning from me on a strategy side, you know, because it's not, yes, I root everything back to Christ. Yes, I have a podcast episode where I literally am telling you the reason none of it's working for you is because there's no root in faith. There's, There's nothing there. And without that, Every success you have is going to be temporary. It's going to end someday. The success that you're seeing. um, And I love in the Bible, I just read this a couple of days ago. And man, it just like absolutely encouraged me. In the Old Testament somewhere, they were literally like, why do the wicked actually like, why are they succeeding? Why are they the ones that seem to like just be prospering? Yeah, that's, that's what the question was. It was literally asking God, why are the wicked prospering? And what about me? And I was like, oh, that's my heart cry right now is like, I literally am seeing so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and and they are like booming in business. And I'm over here like, I don't understand, you know, why sometimes I go through seasons of like, it doesn't seem like that abundance and it's not. And I know the abundance that obviously that Jesus promises is not materialistic, obviously, but he does, you know, prosperity is in the gospel. Like he does promise us to that, but I think it's all a heart posture. And so it's, it's very confusing when you see those wicked prospering and you're like, we know their heart's not in the right place. So why do they have all of that? Or when they go ahead and take Bible verses and throw it way out of context. Yes. Yes, for sure. So I just, I don't know. That just really encouraged me that even then people were asking that question, you know, just really cool to see. Now, if you had to go ahead and give like three tips for the mama wanting to go ahead and blend faith into her business, like what would be those three tips? Okay, the first one, and this is this is me literally preaching to myself, okay? But step one, something that I feel like God continually convicts me of is, are you walking out what you're about to say? Like, don't hop, don't hop on your Instagram stories and start talking about tithing when, hey, last month, where's the tithe, right? And I and I don't mean any of that in a legalistic way. It's all about my heart, okay? My heart last month, the reason I didn't do it, and I, and I don't mind being transparent because it's real life, right? Like, I am not perfect, and I never want someone to put me in that box because you're going to be highly disappointed. But, like, my heart posture was I'm just fearful. Like, I don't know, like... I don't know. Like I, I seem to owe so much money and I don't know what my tax bill is going to look like and all this stuff. And so it's like, I'm scared. So my heart posture was, I don't know if I can actually trust you, God. And that's why, that's why I want you to check yourself. Are you walking out what you're about to say? That's step one. Step two is honestly, when you are going to like talk about your faith, I think we need to be very aware of the tone that we're taking as we speak. Yes, you can be bold. You can be absolutely truthful, but you have to do it in a way where it's not cutthroat, if that makes sense. Because I think there's a right way to bring things up and a wrong way to bring things up. 
Yeah. Do you have feedback on that point? Oh, yeah, because there's so many times I have to hold myself back when I'm writing blog posts, like like blog posts and Instagram posts and any posts really where I want to be completely cutthroat and be like, here's the deal, blah, blah, blah. But then the other part of me is like, I cannot do that like at all. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then three, honestly, is which I guess, you know what, let me put this with two and I've got something else for for three. But with that, it's to remember and I really try to I try to preach this to really anybody Christian or not. You have to remember, like you have to love first. You have to like love people and understand you're talking to a human being. We are in such a age of self-entitlement. I can't even stand it. Like absolutely cannot even stand it. And it's really bad in in my industry of seeing photographers constantly complaining about, oh, my client did this. Can you believe my client asked this? And it's just like, I mean, I just, I'm literally like jaw on the floor. You guys are bashing your clients and it just the self-entitlement. I just, I just cannot. We are in a world of self, self-love, self-everything, right? Yes, you need to love yourself, but I think some people love themselves a little too much and they need to tone it back. So that's, that's kind of wrapped up in there. It's just remember you are always speaking to another human, even when you're speaking to your screen. That's like my biggest pet peeve right there. And then third, be bold, like be bold as you share your faith. It doesn't matter if you are going all in and you want to share every bit of it, or if you just want to sprinkle, like literally, if you just want to add the word believer or Jesus follower or something to your Instagram bio, do it and do it in confidence. And then one of the biggest things that I always am telling people is what life and business, honestly, right? Like, we're not friends with everyone. We don't vibe with everyone. We don't get along with everyone. You know, we have our people and we have people that, eh, but you know, it's cool. I'll wave to you. We'll be civil, but we're probably not going to be friends. It's the same thing in the online space and business. When you start talking about your faith, you will lose people. You will. And it's okay. You're always in the business of attracting and repelling and you should be because it means you're doing a really good job of infusing your brand and your values into what it is that you are doing in, in your day-to-day life. So that's just a reminder I like to give people is that's supposed to happen. And if it's not and you're constantly like everybody loves you, then you're probably not being true to yourself and your values and who you actually are. And that is detrimental. A million percent and not being afraid to go ahead and lose those followers. I know before, like when I was a new age, I would try to like cling on to my followers as much as I could. And then like literally when I came to Christ, I'm just like, okay, bye. <laughs> like if you're going to go, yeah. bye, you know? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, I just never want to like shove the Bible down people's throats, but I do want to be a light. Like, in order to be a light and to point someone to truth, you do have to open your mouth at some point. So that's kind of my whole point with those three tips is kind of in the way that you do that. But yes, I, right now we're just in a time and, and a day and age where Christians need to be bold. It's time to stop being silent. That is the worst thing you can do is sit there and be silent and just let things happen. You're, you're a part of the problem by doing that it's a time for you to be bold. And whether that's through actions 
or through words, you got to start doing something because we're not called to just sit and be still uh, sometimes, right? But not usually, like God gives you, read the Bible and you will see he very much wants you to be an active part in leading people back to him. I love this. And I love you. Thank you so much. This has literally been such a fruitful conversation. Like, man, this was so good. Thank you so much, Brooke, for coming on. Um, Now, before we go ahead and hop off, go ahead and tell the listeners where people can find you, where they connect with you, where they can work with you, all the things. Yeah. Okay. So two places I like to give is my website, brookjefferson.com. Really simple. You can access the podcast there. Look at who I serve, ways to work with me. And then when I'm done with this social media fast, I will be back on to Instagram and finally be able to reply to all the unread DMs. But that is at Brooke Janae photo on Instagram. I love it. Thank you, Brooke, so much for being on. Thank you. It was an honor. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Hardy Homemaker podcast. For resources and materials, head over to hardyhomemaker.com. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to screenshot it, share it on your stories on Instagram, and tag me at Hardy Homemaker so I can personally thank you for tuning in. If you feel called to, share the episode with a friend or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. As always, praying for you, your family, and your business. Until next time, I'll chat with you soon.